0: My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started the WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike.
1: And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update.
0: Also each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well.
1: Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise.
0: Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are are the WNR. WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by Dan White. And today is a very special WNR Podcast Extra and we're looking at Wells Collide. But before we get on that, we've got a little bit of news and of course we've got a new schedule because WWE like to change it up. But first I'd like to just um, point to a fact of what today's date is as we record it and it of course is May the 4th. Now May the 4th is a very special day in W R Podcast and why is that Dan?
1: Because it's our anniversary date. Uh, we started on May the 4th, and oh, James presented me with a card.
0: There is a card there, Dan, because like you said, May 4th, 2015 was the very first episode of the w podcast, and we would be remiss if four years later that we weren't looking at it. So, Dan, what's the card? Well,
1: there's no fucking money, I think, <laughs> no, no money, no.
0: What's well, this on the front first?
1: Oh, sorry. Happy anniversary <laughs> with a couple of wedding rings. <laughs> Um, well, we are,
0: we are married.
1: Uh, and it says, two Dan, may the fourth be with you. Four years are still going strong. Unlike most of your relationships, you useless lover. Lots of love, James. See, and, a, kiss,
0: kiss. and that a lovely thing. It is our anniversary as we record. And of course, we'll be releasing this on the 5th of May, so a day later. But like I say, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. I mean, four years, Dan. Where has it gone, you know?
1: It has flown by. I mean, we've had... We've got rid of two... Bits of dead weight, I suppose you can call them that, Um, and I think we've gone from strength to strength, just the two of us, just you and I. I
0: I think it's true, and like I said, what we're going to be doing from now on as well, if you want to go back and have a retrospective look back at the previous, you know, 200 plus episodes, on the WR 200, I can definitely say that we did that, so we're no longer going to go back and just, we'll, we'll bring up things and mention it. But for a proper kind of collective unit of what we've done, that's on the 200th. And I think the schedule reflects as well what we're going to be doing in the months to come.
1: And it features the most amazing song ever.
0: Yes, yeah. And we always have a song, don't we? So we had a song for 100. We had a song for 200. And 250 is going to be a huge episode as well, which will be uh, coming up. And with that one... I can exclusively announce that we'll be looking at the wr 50 that we started on and adding to that list.
1: Well, because we done it <laughs> kind of basically based on pre-current roster. Yeah. I think there's only probably about two or three, maybe five at most current roster members in that. And it was all kind of our favourites from before then.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we did it three years ago, and we didn't. I don't think any of The Shield made the list. I think Reigns might have done. Reigns might have done, but Ambrose Rollins didn't. Nah. And you think about everybody else, even AJ Styles and people like this who have come in the past three years, or people that we've gone back and seen, Alex Fry or other wrestlers. Oh, it, Alex Fry you know I mean? won't be in there, but his
1: cock definitely will <laughs> yeah,
0: be. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have a look. We might expand it to 100. It won't, it won't be a 250, because I think that would be too much, yeah. but we can always add to it as the years progress. Are you
1: sure we'll be able to cope with like the arguments and the... Debating. We, we will
0: have that all on there, unedited as well, because we know people like that as much as they well, like the could list. That be for our. You know, Well, exactly. We we can always uh, you know, promote it a different way as well. But uh, it, it's been great and we'd just like to thank everybody who's been listening over the past four years. Whether that be on uh, YouTube or Facebook or uh, in a Twitter or we've just started with Instagram. And of course, we've got a website coming up, hopefully, for SummerSlam. But to get to SummerSlam, we've got a schedule in place. And WWE, like I said, have changed it on us recently. Uh, so our next episode after Worlds Collide today will be three. And we'll have one Nitro and one Raw. That'll be May 12th.
1: Uh, On May the 15th, we'll have WWE versus WCW, and that's three wars and three nitros.
0: May 19th will be the WWE Network Review for May. May 26th is WWE Money in the Bank. And then this is a change because we knew we were going to have a takeover, but they've moved it forward a week. So June 1st, we will bring you NXT TakeOver Live on the Saturday night like we always do for takeover events.
1: And on June the 5th, we'll bring you the actual takeover event itself.
0: And then June 8th, which will be uh, Friday, I do believe, Friday or Saturday, is the WNR 225. And what we're going to do with it, we're going to have, for the first time ever, a whole WWE Network review. So we will literally go onto the network and go through every programme and talk about everything that we've seen and everything that we've done. Because obviously that is what we're all about.
1: On June the 9th, it is WWE in Saudi Arabia. It's the money show. Yes. They've got Goldberg announced for it, they've got Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, I think, might even be there as well. So it's basically a good way for WWE to waste their oil money.
0: It's, it's unbelievable, you know, and uh, the amount of people are getting paid as well for coming out there. Uh, but we will, of course, be looking at it, even though we slated the last Saudi Arabian show. Did you show. see
1: the Randy Orton tweet?
0: Yeah, Randy Orton tweeted out saying that uh Goldberg got paid $2 million. But then he also said a year ago or so about the WrestleMania graphics that they cost $2 million. So I don't know if that's the kind of random Randy Orton thing. Is just if it costs $2 million. I mean, you'll know more than I do when it comes to Orton. But, uh, you know, do you think oh, that's the, true? I, I don't
1: know. It's probably him. Like, you know, it's probably... About a million, but in, in the spirit of the WNR podcast, because I know Randy was an avid listener. Hi, Randy. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, he does our, oh, that's got to be about a million yeah, dollars. At, no, at least. least. Two million dollars.
0: Uh, June 16th, we'll have the WWE Network review for June.
1: Third is WWE versus WCW for June.
0: And then June twenty sixth is WWE versus WSW, and we'll either have the Great American Bash or King of the Ring. And what we'll do, we'll let you decide which uh, what pay per view we watch that month as well. Oh, you're leaving it up to that. I listeners. know, I know, change it up a little bit.
1: And June thirtieth is WWE <laughs> Stomping Ground.
0: Yeah, now Stomping Grounds is a new pay per view announced. Do you like the name of Stomping Grounds? Because I'm not sure about it.
1: Um, no. I think you know it's it's not as bad as Great Balls of Fire <laughs> yeah. with the huge yeah. testicles flying through the air, but you know it's it's not backlash or it's not you know it's it's not a good hearty name for a
0: WWE pay per view. No, but that's the schedule now up until the end of June. Of course, before you in if WWE you know changes anything on us as well. But let's get on with today's show. And it is WWE Wells collide tonight. Worlds Collide once more. As superstars from Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live compete in three matchups.
1: Who is superior?
0: Culminating with a men's and women's battle royal. This
1: is Worlds Collide.
0: And they're all filmed, over WrestleMania weekend, April 5th to the 7th. We're going to watch it with four episodes, April 14th. And uh, this is a very special one.
1: Yes, it is NXT versus NXT alumni. It's got former NXT superstars, battle current superstars from the black and gold brand, with matches including Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze, Dominic Yakovic versus Luke Harper, Sanity versus Undisputed Era, and Cassius Ohno.
0: And that is the match we're going to start on Cassius Ono versus Aiden English. And it's weird to see Aiden English here. He's not been wrestling since, uh, I think, October. So he might have a little bit of ring rust. But it's an interesting matchup. And we are going to uh, score these matches. Uh, because otherwise, it's completely pointless, I suppose. So here we go with the first one.
1: So I'm guessing these are just like exhibition matches for, you know, paying public over the WrestleMania weekend as opposed to... Leading up to a future title opportunity of their choice or something silly like that.
0: Yeah, I don't think this has any meaning whatsoever. I think, like I said, it's just to keep people entertained during the days. You know, this is probably filmed at probably about 10 o'clock in the morning. But um, Aiden English has started strong now, attacking Cassius, who's, uh, like I said, been part of NXT UK recently. And, of course, uh, Aiden English has come commentator on two Chess in concept, if done right, you know. I don't know how excited I am from an English versus Ono match.
1: Well, you know, we used to wax lyrical about the Vorvillians when I was a tag team together, Aidan English and Simon Gotch. Absolutely brilliant workers. Obviously, Simon Gotch uh, left and he's since reported some derogatory marks about uh, former colleagues.
0: Yes, I think that'd be fair to say, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: And Aidan English, you know, famed for being part of rusev day and then the split that happened with them i don't think it should have been should have happened personally i thought they was great together the gimmick was super over but here we are and uh he obviously Aiden english is going against nxt's biggest loser
0: well this is the thing about cassius you know he's he's always he always is losing that's why i change the scene to nxt uk maybe try and freshen it up but just go back to English. I think there's. I think the show sank about him when we talk about the Vorvillians or Rusev date. Saying, I don't know if it's likable about him, but he's definitely got a bit of personality, which I think is being wasted a little bit, not being used. Even though I think a commentator might work because of his voice. You know, he has got a great voice. There's no doubt about that.
1: He has, but you know, again, we we used to, you know, the Vorvillians. We had the revival. You know, it was a proper tag team era when we. We enjoying NXT tag team action for a while. And, you know, we even had the likes of DIY. And it was it was a brilliant time for tag team wrestling there. And, you know, it's like the revival. They've kind of turned into a gimmick. Yeah. Well,
0: who is... It, this is a question we could ask ourselves, because this is about NXT alumni. Who is the most NXT wrestler of all time to come up and be a part of the main roster? I would say pre... I, it, you might say Seth Rollins, and I completely agree, but pre-maybe 2015, you know we're like Finn Balor's and them type people. In the past four, three or four years since we've been doing the podcast, who's who's the best one to be treated right, you know? Because if you look at it, they've not been treated well, have they, you know?
1: Well, no, you know, we, that's in the kind of era of uh, Samoa Joe from when we was watching Joe watch. <clears throat> um, I, I think it's going to be Johnny Gagano.
0: I think you could argue the fact that Johnny Gagano, the success he had the next team. And that is why? Because he has stayed in the next Yeah, I think, yeah. If you look at the former champions, Bobby Roode, Nakamura, Joe, Balor, all kind of... Kevin gu- Owens. Kevin Owens. I think you, despite
1: yeah. being out, in, out injured for a little while, he's done
0: really well. Sami Zayn. Do you know Sami Zayn's not won a championship on the main roster yet? No. I was shocked when I had that. <laughs> So you got all this talent kinda of not being used right and you know, you're kinda of wondering what's gonna happen next. Big E,
1: he was a former NXT Big champion.
0: No, e. Big E beat Seth Rollins for the NXT title. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was all about the white so family. He was a second. Exactly, coming up through, you know, and all these people. You know, apart from the shield, you know, NXT in what they do. And you feel sorry for people like, you know, the Forgotten people, Adam Rose or No Way Jose, or the kind of guys that came through.
1: Even Breezango, I suppose, up to a point.
0: Well, this is the thing, you know. So much talent WWE's got, and Ono's trying to be controlling this match, and English finally hit an innovative offence.
1: Lovely. Uh, it's kind of like a face-buster DDT there. Goes for a cover, but only gets a two count.
0: Two. I think Aiden English
1: needs to go out in the sun. He's, like, rivaling Seamus.
0: Maybe they should stick him with Seamus, you know. Yeah,
1: the Great Whites. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Ono Shoniv, athleticism we talked about, being around for ages. Oh,
1: I'll tell you what, if he had a match against Volta... <laughs> oh, fucking
0: hell. Oh, oh, oh. shot would <laughs> highlight that chest big time. Well, Cassius can tell him, because he's faced Volta and come up on a losing end of it as well. But here comes English. Sailing over the <laughs> top, near enough landed on his feet, rolling through.
1: But very impressive from Aiden, doesn't look like he's got any ring rust. He's going up top.
0: Well, maybe watching 205 Live has inspired him to take to the skies.
1: Swanton Bomb goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, oh no. KO with the kick out.
0: Oh. When English get a little bit frustrated, you've got to credit to these two guys. Great facials from both men. Indeed. Cassius looks like in a world of pain in English. Can't believe he didn't get the job done. Or English as a heavens open. English looking for the DDT, Ono blocks it.
1: Catches him with a big boot as he's trying to bounce off the ropes.
0: And now might be looking for the rolling elbow. Oh, straight to the back of English's head. Goes for the cover. One, One, two, three. three.
1: And Cassius Ono's finally got a victory.
0: Hey, Ono wins. At the expense of Aiden English. Yeah, poor English. Uh, what did you think of the match?
1: It wasn't anything stand ish. It was kind of just your bog standard match, but it was it was flawless between the toe. You yeah. know, it was it was telling a good story. Not there was much of a story to be told, but it it was entertaining enough. Yeah,
0: and you know, you say English, you know, they get featured. Nice way to warm up the crowd. But our next match, and this is possibly the last match of Luke Harper's WWE career, and there is so much going into this now. It actually becomes something. And he's going against the guy with the most difficult name to pronounce on NXT. Uh, so it's it's gonna it should be an interesting one. First off, we talk about Harper, and of course the issues that he's had requesting his uh, contract release. The story is, is that WWE said to him he was going to go to a feud with Sami Zayn, and then they're basically told he they've got nothing to do, you know, got no plans for him, uh, and he requested his release because he'd done it publicly. It was the wrong way around. Do you think Harper's wrong for the way he he reacted?
1: No, uh, again, you know, I think he's in a, kind of a similar boat to what Dean Ambrose is in, but he's just gone away. He's gone around it the wrong way, you know. He was again. We we've also commented on the talent and skill that Luke Harper has got. Yeah, and you know he's a great in ring performer. He's got the size, he's got the build, he's certainly got the move set. Why not give him a good run?
0: This is the thing, and I think we saw when he got given the Intercontinental Title a couple of years ago that he did do quite well, you know. And uh, I think it's WWE's frustration maybe with the character as opposed to what he can do in ring. <clears throat> but he's going against, like I said, the guy that I have difficulty struggling his name Dominic Djokovic, and uh, he's a big lad in himself. You know, we've seen him a few times. Didn't come into much fanfare in NXT. But now maybe can leave with a huge victory. He
1: looks like someone, a wrestler from probably about two thousand six, two thousand seven, maybe two
0: thousand eight era. He <laughs> just like a Matt Morgan type or something. Like no, that. not
1: not so much Matt Morgan. Oh but he does look familiar.
0: And a big right hand by Harper, and a nice chop. Of course, Harper has suffered a few injuries in his WWE tenure.
1: Yeah, well, he was out for about six months, wasn't
0: he? Well, they've extended their contract now because of it and a huge shoulder block.
1: What would you do with Luke Harper then?
0: I don't think... I think Harper needs to go now. I think I... It, I with WWE, the problem is if they keep playing these games like they are with a revival on Harper, it's going to come back to haunt them sometimes because, like, it it, it just looks bad for WWE keeping them... You know, I know their contracted performance, don't get me wrong... But WWE sometimes look like an evil kind of conglomerate just kind of keeping hold of these guys and trying to ruin their career. And in the end of the day, is it having that much effect when you look at Pac, you know, or Neville? He got stopped for a year and then came out of it, and WWE didn't kind of really stop the momentum now, and Pac's building it again. So it's going to be the same with no matter what they do, you know, the revival or Harper. I think we'll go and have successful, both, you know, two great talents. I mean, WWE, if they're not going to use him. Then, like you said, you got you got to just get rid of him. But WWE at this moment in time just don't want to do that. It's stock holding holding talent, as we're seeing with these shows. You know.
1: Well, I've mentioned a few times that WWE do need to trim their rosters. You know, they've got too much, too much depth for people to get upset and pissed off. Yeah, I know. You know, they need to have a few precautions in case they get in. Again, you know, I think they've got far too much. It's, you know, look at the likes of Mojo. I mean, he's done nothing.
0: Yeah,
1: It's like, cut him loose. You know, if they're not doing anything, grant them their freedom. You know, then they'll leave on good terms and then when they've, you know, honed a few independents, you know, they might not want to go to AEW because, you know, WWE have treated them so well, they've granted them their release. But, some wrestlers, you know, i.e. Luke Harper, wouldn't be surprised just to spite WWE. Yeah,
0: and this is a problem now. And the people who have got history with WWE are seeing this and going, that's not right either. So it's kind of causing like a kind of backlash against it. And the thing is, if you go away for a couple of years and you've got your own character development, you know, you're learning yourself, as opposed to just doing the same thing over and over again, you can grow as a character. we see do it. The...
1: Drew McIntyre treatment this is
0: exactly you know I do, I do want to bring it up but people have gone away grown into characters and then come back a bigger and better force you know and I think the first person to maybe pioneer it was Eddie Guerrero when back in the early noughties when he got released he decided to go on the independent circuit work his way through and come back and show everybody what he was about you know so if you want to make it in WWE then you can but I think the thing is is that we're seeing now with WWE just too much talent you know it's even This match has this not been bad, but the problem it t- the focus is taken off because of what's happened to Harper since. You can tell he's a great wrestler.
1: Yeah. Again, you know, he's someone that, that can have a good match thoughtlessly. Mm. You know, he's... heel over the top ropes. You know, he does what he does very well. Pandering to the crowd. Big boot, goes for cover, bone only gets a two count. Two. But, you know, he's... He does
0: what he does well, and yet, you know, they'd still rather pay two million for Goldberg to have a three minute yeah. match I think one of the biggest mistakes I don't know if you agree with me over these past few years has been the dropping of the ball with the Wyatt family and the progression there you know everybody talks about the shield but the way they completely fucked up the Wyatt family you know is, is is terrible and you know it doesn't get mentioned enough I don't think you know oh indeed yeah I know again with them it's kind of unfortunate injuries we've had uh you know with Bray Wyatt and then like they kind of had
1: the Bludgeon Brothers thing that was good but then they could have joined them back up with uh Bray Wyatt yeah yeah as opposed to having, you know, just his fucking silly fan house gimmick or whatever it is. I was just
0: to you have an explanation of why the three were together and why the three went their separate ways as well, you know, like we saw with the Shield. Uh, and you never saw that with the Wyatts. And it's just horrible that they kind of just really go, away. like I said, if they're going to use Harper again, you'd do the White family one last time and give him a proper run. But like I said, they dropped the ball big time. Harper now on a second rope. Djakovic with like a sit
1: out choke slam. Oh. oh,
0: only a two count for him though. Two.
1: What about Dominic Djakovic, then? What do we think of him?
0: I, I you know, I still don't think I've seen enough, but he's definitely got the look WWE like. And like you said, he is a development wrestler from a few years back with a kind of build. But what he's on the independent scene, people say oh, he's been quite successful. But again, I've got to see it in front of me first. So at this moment, he's been led through this match quite well by Harper. But it y I wanna see him in kind of so at the moment I've seen him against Keith Lee and against bigger guys and I wanna see him kind of work a little bit of a different style, but I'm not gonna kind of discredit him, but I don't really know enough about him yet.
1: You've not seen enough to be impressed with him. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think that's that's fair. As he's uh, showing a bit of intensity there, screaming at Harper's face. You don't know,
1: you know, it's you would one would assume that Luke Harper's the hill, but he's been getting more chill, cheers and mm. then Jakovic, the way he's kind of wrestling and composing himself, it looks like he's the hill.
0: But again, like the, even with the outfits, you know, the Harper's more kind of, you know, the black and the jeans, and oh. Djokovic has got the colour. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Harper just threw Dominic off the apron. It went all the way down to them, wait for thin
1: mats, and it uh, just looks like he's kind of folded Djokovic in half. Well, how thin are those mats? Just millimetres thick over pure concrete and there's going to be no soft landing there whatsoever. I mm, he's reaching a six count.
0: No, Djokovic got in just at the last second but got caught.
1: Full Nelson suplex from Harper. Two. Oh, only a two count. Two. What's Harper's finisher? Is it like a clothesline? Yeah,
0: it? the discus clothesline.
1: Discus Lariat. That's the one.
0: And now Harper. Djokovic. Are we going to see the big man fly?
1: <laughs> Sailing through the ropes, takes him out, sends him against Barricade, throws him back into the ring.
0: Harper's no, going to finish things now with a clothesline.
1: No, it gets blocked. Djakovic with a couple of kicks and a spinning back elbow. A super kick from Harper rocks Dominic Djakovic.
0: Sends it back in a corner, but oh! Big
1: boot to. Oh, Harper with the kick out. Uh uh-huh. well, see Harper with his like, that kind of wearing
0: <laughs> yeah. down. But is exactly have taken everything away from that you kinda of, you like back in the day. But I tell you what, this has not been a bad match.
1: Well it just goes to show, you know, that some of these guys Cassie Sono and Aiden English, so managed to tell a bit of a story without any background to it.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jack Rich going up but gets caught by Harper and these two big men. No, Oh, okay, that was impressive. German suplex, but Djokovic lands on his feet. Sends Harper out with a kick. (laughs) Fucking hell. Okay, Djokovic breaks his neck there doing his best ricochet impersonation over the top rope. It's not bad for someone who's probably well over six foot. At least six foot eight. He springboards his way
1: in, drops an elbow on Harper. No, kick
0: out. Oh,
1: that wasn't bad.
0: <laughs> and now the big man's going up again. Harper's in a prime position. Hits the
1: moonsault. One, two. Again, Harper managing to kick out.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I actually hate the way that the announcers pronounce D-Jakovic. They kind <laughs> of enunciate it too much.
0: And the fans get behind Harper. He seems to be out. D-Jakovic.
1: <clears throat> us Europeans, Djakovic,
0: And now again, Djakovic grabbing a beard of Harper, talking a bit of smack, but hasn't put him away yet, even though he's smirking. No,
1: James has got a cigarette in his gob, he's just got a smile on his face, because he's got one up on the NXT alumni. Former NXT <laughs> Tag Team Champion.
0: And now he's going to look to put him away.
1: By Djokovic.
0: Jakovic's going to put him out. Forearms to the face, but Harper's not dropped yet. Huge slap across
1: the chest. Discus, clothesline. One, two, three. Wow.
0: Well, Harper gets it there in a really great match, actually. You know, that was quite a surprise. Both men really brought it. Harper showing us the talent he's got to kind of, you know, really be... uh, Star or even used for god's sake and Jackovic, to his credit impressed me in that one dan what are your thoughts
1: yeah he managed to hold his own against luke harper certainly looks a good talent he, he pulled a few good moves out of his bag um still you know there's there's probably a little bit more we we'd like to see from him in a bit more of a technical sense but as far as as far as going against Harpy, you know they yeah, very good, very entertaining. Managed to tell a bit of a story, despite again, no backlog to the story.
0: Well, we move on to our next match and it's uh it should be quite a good one because it's gonna be sanity versus and these two teams have a lot of history when you look back at NXT with these two teams fighting off in war games once upon a time. And when you think about Sanity's treatment coming up to the main roster, they never dealt a hand at the table, were they, Dan, you know?
1: Have they even had a match on the main roster? (laughs) I wonder why Eric Eric Young looks so pissed off.
0: (laughs) Well, they lost to uh, the Miz in a 3-1 handicap match. Apart from that, it's not been used. And Eric Young now has been uh, drafted to Raw. Rumour has it... Rumour has it. Killian Dane is on his way back to NXT. And, of course, Alexander Wolfe... Might be going somewhere else, but we're not going to spoil it because we'll watch it as we're watching it on the network, if be prefer to say. Ring camp. Maybe, yeah, yeah. But we'll uh, find out. But they're going to go against Carlo Riley and Bobby Fish. So probably the best two of the tag team in the Undisputed Era. Yeah,
1: the, the lesser of the evils.
0: <laughs> yeah, lesser of Strong and, of course, uh, Adam Cole. I'd
1: like to have seen a six-man tag, though, with Adam Cole in it as well. Yeah, not because Adam Cole in it, but it would have been the proper teams yeah. against the proper teams as opposed to something else.
0: So we're going to see Alexander Wolfe in there with Carl O'Reilly. And Wolfe's not going to play games with uh, O'Reilly. And Big Danes, I think, got into a bit of shape as well. Lost a, a few poundage. He's been pounding his new wife, that's why. Well, to be fair, she knows who did it anyway. Now, Carla O'Reilly going from behind.
1: And O'Reilly back to his seating position again.
0: <clears throat> Wolf just gives him a wave and they're just trying to block this now. Leg takedown. And a huge forearm by Wolf. Shove
1: attempt from uh, handsome Carlo O'Reilly and ducking out of there before Wolf could land some of his uh, swinging lefts and rights.
0: Now we're getting a face off. And fish and Young and Dane.
1: Eric Young looks really different as well. Fucking hell. Some windmilling in there by uh, Alexander Wolfe and a few kicks. Showing what he can do. He's not backing down. O'Reilly tags in Bobby
0: Fish. O'Reilly there with a distraction, letting Fish in.
1: Alexander Wolfe certainly is a very entertaining character.
0: I think Sanity weren't a bad group, you know. But again, WWE just did nothing with them. I don't know why.
1: I don't, is it because they was kind of tied with a similar brush as to the Wyatts slash Shield? You know, there's there was you know bits of similarities between taken from both groups.
0: But I think they missed a trick because they could have done something that not many groups or, or none had done. And actually, had the Nikki Cross as a leader. You know, you you could have. You, you didn't bring her up in the main roster when they moved up. You know, yeah. they they kind of kept it separate. And we know how entertaining Nikki Cross was in NXT. You could have argued she was the most successful of the. I know Santi held the uh, Tag Team titles, but you know when you think about what Nikki Cross did, I think that that group of four there could have worked really well. And again. They just kind of gave up on it, which is a shame. You can see how well they're working now with Dane tagged in and out and the double yeah. teams.
1: Well, it's, again, with you know Eric Young, he's, he's no spring chicken now. And he's probably had a handful of matches in NXT, mm. you know, and out of it as well now.
0: But you could move him on to a more managerial role as well and just, you know, being in the corner of Nicky Cross or a, a Dane and Wolf tag team. But they just didn't bother. You know, I just don't know why. Maybe again, this is just a thing of too much talent and not enough time. And Wolf (coughs) now trying to get out of the undisputed era corner but having a struggle.
1: But then you say, you know, not enough time but then we get enough time for Shane McMahon to have a good segment. Mm. You know, uh, there's so many other unmentionables. It's like there's a long-ass segment at the beginning of this week's Raw and you had like, you know, all the people being announced for the money in the bank and it turned into a tag team match that was made official over the break and
0: you could have just started off with a tag team match saying he's all the people and the money in the bank and then yeah. had the time to expand it, especially with three hours on Raw. But therein lies the problem that we see and this is why, weirdly enough, NXT and NXT UK kind of delivering the best in-ring stories and matches at the moment as well. Indeed, yeah. Uh... And now Undisputed Era just working over Wolf. And now Wolf just getting worked on by the Undisputed Era, just working on that leg and Dane. Oh, shit, you already got the up tag. He's looking to get his way in. Riley's got uh, Bobby Fish got the sleeper in wolf he throws him off dodges O'Reilly out
1: finally tags in Killian Dane he just runs through Fish and O'Reilly
0: he's on fire baby he might have a hairy back but he's back in action now
1: he's got both members of a Samoan drop slash fall away slam combo the power of him. He may have lost a bit of timber but he's certainly got his power and his, well, he's, really he's in
0: fucking t- huge. He's massive. He's huge as massive. He's, Jesus Christ. He's got a bit of haggis in there. Oh, fucking hell. Oh fucking my. Fucking running drop, double foot drop kick. Well, I got put off by his penis but Dane is just running through on sputed at the moment.
1: I don't know why Nicky comes crazy.
0: Yeah, no, we're well, fucking hell and takes O'Reilly down goes second rope on. Only gets a two count
1: before two. Fish interrupts it. That brings Wolf back in. And then sent straight out by Fish.
0: And Dane just easily deposits Fish on the apron. O'Reilly with a boot up low.
1: Both men are in, working over.
0: And Fish is a legal man as they hit the kicks. And now we're going to see Double Team. And a lovely exploded suplex there by Fish. Goes for the cover. Oh no, but
1: Wolf shoves O'Reilly in to break the count up.
0: And now Alexander Wolf assisted Dane into the corner.
1: Sending him to the outside over the head of O'Reilly. <sighs> oh, and a boot to the face and a kick to the back of the head from Wolf.
0: Wolf's tagged in, and now Dane's got Fish. Gives him to Wolf.
1: Backstabber. Oh, oh as Killian Dane with a running scent on us. As... Fish was draped over the knees of Alexander Wolf, but only gets a two count.
0: Two. Oh, well, credit to Fish there to show his toughness. I mean, a bit double teaming.
1: Oh, he gets low bridged by O'Reilly. Blind tag in for uh, O'Reilly goes low on Dane, who had Fish up on his shoulders.
0: And now he comes, Fish with O'Reilly.
1: A sleeper spinning back elbow combo. One, two, three.
0: Wow! And undisputed here beat sanity. But they pinned Dana. I'm a bit surprised they they went to the the pin on the big man. But I don't think a bad match, Dan. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Again, you yeah, know, not another bad match. Standard, standard, solid match. All four guys again, good workers. You know, though, again, it was a, kind of a faultless, flawless. Eric Young's just gone to the ring apron, and ripped his shirt off, because Undisputed Era continue to beat down with Killian Dane. I've only just noticed Eric Young's in the ring, and since he's had a shave, he looks really weird. He looks kind of quite ripped as well.
0: He's like a mini Stone Cold. Oh, O'Reilly ac- accidentally kicks Fish, and then the wheelbarrow net breaker by Eric Young. As Young stands tall. Well, that is the last of sanity here. And uh, the last match, you know, go out with a whimper instead of a bang, but at least the three men left standing tall at the end. So we move on to our main event then, and, of course, that is Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze. So another undisputed Era member. And a very interesting main event, really, because... uh, When you think about it, we may put these two men here, but I'm a huge fan of Tyler Breeze. And I think the big, big news, if anybody's not known, it would have been living under a rock. Of course, Tyler Breeze's haircut. And uh, I think that suits him down to the ground.
1: Selfie stick wielding cunt.
0: Well, he's Prince Pretty and he's got no selfie stick, but he's definitely ready for action.
1: Do you remember uh, early on in the podcast when you uh, anticipated huge things for... Tyler Breeze.
0: Yes, I do remember me saying that. And also remember me saying if he was a couple of inches taller, he actually would have made it even further. And I think, again, we talk about dropping on the ball or just having too much talent. I think with Tyler Breeze, it's definitely something that's a missed opportunity there, especially when brought up to uh, the main roster, just not used correctly. I know he's a smaller guy, but when you think about someone that could be on 205 Live as well, I think Breeze could work really well for an arrogant character we haven't seen that recently with a Fandango switch and of course being the uh, kind of more goofy type of Fashion foals type guy but I think Breeze has still got a lot of potential I think to come down to NXT I think he can still develop more and still come up to the main roster later on I think this Breeze's career is a lot ahead of him you know this is not the end it's not like a Cassius Ono I think we're looking at a guy who still has got a lot of developing to do
1: could you argue a slight gimmick change could propel Tyler Breeze into the right
0: Well, I doubt, you know, I think this is all about part of it. Breeze has got to this stage being this kind of Prince Pretty in a way, but if he wants to develop it, and we've seen it with certain wrestlers, kind of changing the character, or even a completely different, you know, way of looking at things, I think might work for Breeze. I think in a tag team, maybe, I think there's a potential there for him. But even single star, you know, I do rate Tyler, don't get me wrong, I think he's a good wrestler, and I don't think he gets credit for that sometimes because of all the kind of that goes into it. But I think there's definitely potential, and I think someone like uh, Roger Strong is someone to look at, who we kind of discredited and said he's had too many opportunities, he's not really going to last long, and he's developed into a guy who's been around forever now in NXT, and is still doing quite well, you know, and he's involved in one of the big storylines at the moment with uh, what's going on with the Undisputed Era. So, you know, there, there is still time to save his career. There's no doubt about it. What are your thoughts on Breeze and Strong, anyway?
1: Um, I think Tyler Breeze looks really weird with his haircut. (laughs) It just doesn't. It's like they kind of cut most of it and then left a bit of the front. (laughs) It's like, have you forgot something or something? You know, talent-wise, yeah, he has got a bit of talent. But I think it is kind of overshadowed by this Prince Pretty, selfie-stick-wielding cunt gimmick that... It's what I know him as. And, you know, again, with the goop of things that he had with uh, Fandango, he'd need to go out for a year to kind of redevelop his character and then come back. You right. know, he's he's not someone that could, like, you know, change his name or, uh, I don't know, grow a moustache and call himself Robert.
0: Or beat Ricochet. I think that wouldn't be too bad, would it, you know? But, yes, put...
1: but, like, you know, for someone like Robert, to beat Ricochet, you're saying that as if as, as it's a proud thing. And, you know, Ricochet someone who's been on the main roster for, what, a month? Maybe yeah. two months? And it is a big upmanship for Robert Rude, who's been on the main roster for, what, a year now?
0: Uh, about a year and a half. like A said, year and a they, half, they've, they've yeah. And it is, right.
1: it is something big that he's managed to defeat someone, you know, like Ricochet, whose kind of names preceded him.
0: But the problem is with Ricochet is that he's at the moment and in a year's time of W's treatment of him, of him being jobbed out to people, then where is he going to be in a year's time? So I think... With someone like Bobby Roode, it's he's in a better position now than he was when he first joined, in, and the stuff he's been using. As for Ricochet, and we've seen other people as well, like Finn Balor, when they came in like kind of hot from NXT, and then they just kind of weren't used right. We've not seen Ansta Black used properly yet either, coming up. So you know, these are the things when they first come up. People like Kevin Owens and that are the hottest they've been. and You have got to kind of keep hold of it. Look at Nakamura now to where he was when he when he first kind of came. You know, he was going to be like a future main eventer and treated differently. So I think with, with NXT, sometimes it can be as. We we're seeing here tonight a bit of a poison chalice when you have success in NXT and then come up and then not being used right. So I think what's important for what we see, especially with Roderick Strong, is a guy who's not been near the main roster, not even been talked about. And he's just churning out NXT all the time, you know? And I think maybe Tyler Breeze needs that, like you say, for a year or so yeah. to go back NXT and start working it again.
1: But again, you know, going back to what we mentioned during the first match, the likes of um, Johnny Gagano, He's, you know, he's been better than ever in his past year, year and a half, maybe. And that's because he stayed in NXT. They've kind of kept that momentum they've had with him. You know, they've kind of given him a f- bit of a hill turn, but it wasn't. It was just to Law and sucker uh, Tommaso Ciampa in And, like, you know, they've kind of used that to his advantage. And, you know, it's NXT has changed a lot since, you know, he was part of DIY, but yet he's still kind of stayed the same.
0: Well, you think about the three people or the three uh, kind of uh, characters in NXT that are protected the most, or who's the who's the best at the moment in NXT. You're most interesting you'd say Johnny is number one. We don't think that he does. Number two would be Velveteen Dream and all the storylines that he's had, been North American champion, been there for that long. And third, you would say Undisputed Era as well because of all the kind of... All the faces have come through Undisputed Era to even go to the main roster or to be where they are at this moment. And I think, like you said, they're the three kind of getting treated the best. And is it isn't because they are constantly on NXT and there's no kind of factor of them going up. What would happen to Gagano if Chump and would have taken away from DIY being together as a storyline on the main roster because of what, what was going on in NXT as well? So with NXT, because they do it so well sometimes, we expect them to carry on with that character. And yet, like you said, it just kind of changes.
1: But also in WWE, I think there's too many wrestlers that kind of deserve the top spot and not enough for it to go round. Mm,
0: mm. It's it's the same people being used, and they deserve different opportunities. I think people. Yeah. Well, it, Seth you know. Rollins
1: could easily take a back seat, but I don't think he'd want to. AJ Styles again, he wouldn't want to. Daniel Bryan, he wouldn't want to. No, exactly. Well, Roman it's, it's Reigns, thing, yeah. he's kind of taken a bit of a back seat, kind of fighting his way again through the mid-card sticklers, so to speak, you know. just
0: think how exciting the Kofi Kingston title reign is at the moment. We don't know what's going to happen because it does feel so different as well. It's someone else who deserves an opportunity getting it and we're not sure how the title reign is going to go with, you know, with Seth Rollins, you're probably thinking, yeah, he's probably going to end up feuding with a couple of guys and then, you know, be back in the title hunt again. And that's why it's a bit more exciting as well. Well,
1: don't at me on Twitter for this, but do you not think that Brock Lesnar holding the raw title and not being around has kind of left it open for everyone to you know either go for that spot or you know it's kind of taken it out of the equation mm. and you know people aren't fighting at pay-per-views for that they're fighting for more personal storyline reasons as opposed for the title Yeah, i think that's what
0: we are saying at the moment you know most definitely that you you want to be number one you know and uh, no matter where you are in the business, whatever spot you are in the car, there's no doubt, you know, even people like Roger Strong and Tyler Breeze want to be number one in what they do. And Breeze has been beaten down the majority of this match by Strong. He's been wearing out with submissions. He took him out with a strong slam, couldn't keep him down. Breeze showing a kind of toughness, heart of determination, I like to say, of a true champion. But he is struggling to get a foothold in this match. He just caught Strong there with a step up in his screw, but still couldn't put him away. And now Bree's wondering what's next. And the crowd's definitely behind him. You can see the redness in his chest. Sorry, is he
1: tuning up the band?
0: Uh, He is tuning up the band. Oh. Really? And Strong dodged out of the way. Why not? Why, though? Yeah, but it makes sense with Prince Pretty.
1: What, for the beauty shot?
0: Exactly. And a shot in the midsection.
1: Oh, they think I'm cute. They know I'm sexy.
0: Well, you talk about character change. I mean, that, that Sean Michaels character might work with with uh, Breeze.
1: But you don't want to be the next Shawn Michaels. You want to be the first Tyler Breeze. I think
0: that's exactly the point. As he's just hit the awesome super kick, but, oh, Strong managing to kick out. Oh. the beauty shot, James. Come on, you're such a big
1: fan of his. Don't even know his fucking super kick name.
0: No, that was just a super kick. And now Strong with the forearms. Breeze trying to fight back, but he gets caught with a chop. And now both men just trade in the centre of the ring.
1: And now Tyler Breeze is um stomping a mud hole and walking it dry.
0: Yep, taking strong out in the corner and showing a bit of uh, determination, but we've not seen enough from Tyler. I should reverse
1: reverse, nearly setting into the referee, but Tyler put the brakes on. Looking for that crucifix, pin attempt too. No, Strong managing to kick out. Uh, Spinning heel kick got caught by Strong into a backbreaker. Into a cover. One, two,
0: three. Oh, breeze with a shoulder up at two. Do you
1: think it's good then putting these kind of fan access kind of things online or on the network?
0: Yeah, I think they're using it. You know, if the, the, at least it feels like a reason for watching it. If it's not on the network, you're like, well, what's the fucking point of that then? And Breeze, shall I fart over the corner, boot up to strong.
1: Looking for the unprettier. <laughs> so we've seen him fucking imitate Shawn Michaels, Austin, and now Christian. Well,
0: you say that, but... Is he you... going to hit
1: him with a spear and call himself Edge?
0: The people were using those moves before those guys kind of defined them, weren't they? So you don't say when Luke Harper used the I know he's still in JBL's move, do you? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's apple and oranges. I think with Breeze, the problem is the similarities towards small guys like Shawn Michaels. Obviously, no similarities to Austin, but that's what Austin was like. Fully of boots to the corner. Eric Young would probably be a better uh, tribute to Austin at the moment. Yeah. But Strong will step up in Guri. Running knee to the jaw. There we go. I think it's going to be job done.
1: Face first, one, two. Oh. No. Breeze managing to kick out. Ah. Would beating Roderick Strong a kind of number one contender to the NXT Championship be kind of uh, a bit of a revival for Tyler Breeze?
0: I think anything would at this time. You know, it's good to see Tyler, because I don't watch main event, and to have a victory, <laughs> like you say, over Strong would be great.
1: Well, didn't he have a very impressive match on NXT a little while ago?
0: Tyler yeah, Breeze, yeah, when he features, you know, when he shows up with a great match with Ricochet, you know, Tyler can deliver. About this moment now, looks like Strong is going to finish things.
1: Looking for that suplex, but Tyler Breeze dropping the knee and kind of putting all the pressure down low, putting all his weight down low. Strong unable to slam him.
0: And back elbow picks up for the suplex. Knee
1: to the head, makes Strong drop it. Roll up for Breeze. One, two. No. No.
0: Strong showed up at two. Two. Strong went for the knee, blocked. Insecurity. I'm prettier. Or kill switch. One, two, three! three. Yay! And Tyler Breeze <laughs> gets a victory over Roderick Strong. Wow, and Breeze now, like you said, number one contender to the NXT title. That is fantastic. Breeze definitely deserves the opportunity. Uh, I was a bit of a shock there, but I think an enjoyable match. I think Breeze showed that kind of determination to be beaten down that long and come back into it. I am surprised Strong did lose, but fair play to Breeze. Dan, what are your
1: thoughts? Yeah, again, it was an entertaining match. Another kind of flawless show as well, which is what I kind of like to see. You know, no botches, no fumbles, no kind of lulls in the action. Um, and, yeah, it was a very shock victory.
0: No doubt, you know. But a very, very good match. Uh, so... First match, Ono versus English. What were you ranking at five for that?
1: Um, I gave that a three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. I gave
0: that a three out of five. Quite a basic match, but a nice way to start us off. Harper versus Djokovic, four out of five. That, I think, was the best match of the card, to be yeah, fair.
1: Yeah, I, I gave that a four out of five as well. I thought it was good and very entertaining.
0: Antibiotic versus Sunny.
1: Not bad. Um, did it go the right way? I'm not sure. Was the right man pinned? Again, not sure, but three and a quarter.
0: I gave that three and a half. I thought that wasn't bad, and I quite like the end of Sanity getting a proper send-off. And then the main event, Breeze versus uh, Strong, and Strong showing there from uh, Tyler Breeze and good getting the victory. I gave it three and a half out of five.
1: Yeah, I gave that three and a half out of five as well. A bit of a shock result. I wouldn't have expected it to go that way, but still entertaining nonetheless.
0: So we move on to the next episode, which Wednesday, April seventh, and the cruise waits from two oh five live NXT UK and NXT will soar to of new heights in the foreseen matchups such as Tyler Bate versus Brian Kendrick,
1: Akira Tozawa versus Jordan Devlin,
0: Morgan Flash Webster Mark Andrews versus Rhea Divari, Mike Kanellis,
1: and Albert Hardy Junior. versus Grand Metallic versus Ligero.
0: So let's get to it. We start off with. Tyler Bate versus Kendrick and I tell you what I'm interested in this matchup I'm not going to say it's a dream match but it's very interesting isn't it with these two kind of wells colliding is that too much yes yeah, oh sorry is. my bad but it is in a weird way because we're big fans of Bate and of course Kendrick as well uh, former Cruiserweight champion and he's been around for years as well now, hasn't he you know
1: he has been around for a very long time yeah
0: but not changed looks which is always good
1: no he grew a beard when he was a heel had a shave now he's a face <laughs> <laughs> Because he is a big, strong boy.
0: See, that's kind of interaction. like I said, it's a bit smaller at the arena, so there's more chance for interaction. And then we're going to see Kendrick and Bate interact for the first time.
1: I'll test the strength. Kendrick goes back straight away and scrambles to the ropes. So, Brian Kendrick, is there uh, any result for him? He was kind of the original heel on 205, got kind of overshadowed by Niville. And he's kind of never really come back from that.
0: No, but I feel Kendrick can play a vital role in 205 Live or wherever he goes. A bit like Cassius Ono as being the good guy that kind of loses most of the time. You know, I think there's a lot of experience. And I think when you think about Kendrick coming through you know similarities with bait when when bait you know uh, we talk about kendrick as a young guy coming up you know spanking whatever and trying to deal with it and he can ha- maybe have a word in the ear of tyler Bate who is still so young and say this is kind of what you should do with your career don't let it go to your head sort of thing you know quite a cool little role to have as bait easily gets out of this
1: very technical he is uh wise beyond ring wise beyond his years <clears throat>
0: you know, you've got that perfect british style as well a gentlemanly conduct about him.
1: Would you have rather seen Jack Gallagher versus Tyler Bate?
0: I think I oh, would, yes. But, I mean, Kendrick, to his credit, is still it's quite cool to be put in this position in, in, in a way, you know. And, of course, Kendrick's worked so closely with ha 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 Maybe he's given him a few tips over the years about how to uh, combat Bate's style.
1: I think Brian Kendrick is probably better at selling the technical ability of Tyler Bate.
0: Well, Kendrick, of course, got um, taught by you know great seller in the business, Shawn Michaels, being one of his students, and you can definitely see that style. And we've talked about Shawn Michaels a lot. Of course, he's now a trainer in NXT, so he's gonna have a, a lot more influence in how the uh, the kind of the the superstars progress.
1: Has Brian Kendrick had a hall of fear, a hall of fame career?
0: I I think if you're putting Coco Beware, Kendrick might deserve to go in as well. When you think about his year-long title reign with Paul London. And, of course, coming back and having a little bit of a naissance in uh, 205 Live with the Cruiserweight title as well. So, yeah, I think I think you should. You know, maybe. I don't think, obviously, top of the chain. But, not a headline act. Uh, maybe, just, maybe a few yeah. years' time, you know. I mean, there's a lot of guys you could argue deserve to be in there or not. <coughs> as Kendrick's going to take a second with bait. Just use all his experience.
1: Stepping down for a bit of a breather. Having a chat with a fan. As Bate comes in, comes out, sorry.
0: But Kendrick's still got speed.
1: Yeah, Kendrick rolls back into the ring saying, oh, hang on there, big, big, strong fella. Kendrick trying to crawl, it's his foot grabbed by Tyler Bate. Oh, and Kendrick a poke to the eye. Bringing back his heelishness. (laughs) Brilliant selling by Tyler Bate as well. He certainly is an entertaining character in the ring, Brian Kendrick. Like, you know, in... In these smaller arenas, uh, this is more kind of like an independent style show.
0: Yeah, I would agree, with you. and and I think with Kendrick as well. And we talk about who can let, you know someone like Tyler Breeze. Kendrick's got that kind of um, swagger. <laughs> okay. Absolutely brilliant. The ref going down low for
1: another break between the two. Uh, Kendrick looking for the uh, poke to the eyes, but um, Tyler Bate blocks it by. Uh, Putting his hand up, like, <laughs> how can you explain it? Putting his hand up to block it and then hitting a poke to the eye to uh, Kendrick himself.
0: Then hit a back body drop. But I was talking about the swagger of Kendrick and then he got caught with a move like that. But it's the kind of way you kind of exude confidence. I think Bates' definitely got that about him as well. He definitely knows what he's all about.
1: And a huge uppercut from Tyler Bates. He's in control now of Kendrick. Goes for a cover. Only a two count.
0: Two. Oh, and Kendrick went for the eye poke again, blocked. This time Kendrick blocks the eye poke himself.
1: But doesn't block the single finger poke.
0: And the referee saying, Oh, now it's too far.
1: As Kendrick stumbles into the back of Bate and sends him out the ring.
0: And Kendrick's like the USA chant.
1: Hacksaw Jim Duggan style. <laughs> or uh, Sergeant
0: S. Laughter. Or anything to try and get support against Tyler Bate. And we get the UK chant as well, which is always good to hear. Well, Kendrick's pledging allegiance at the moment. Kicking Bait low. He's got Bait in the corner with his foot across the throat. Using all of the referees' five count. Bait with the right hands. But Kendrick, again, so experienced, knows where he is in the ring at all times. And uses the trunks to send Bait into that turnbuckle. Snap suplex. Sends Bait over.
1: Goes for cover. One,
0: two. No, only a two count. Two. Now Kendrick just submission, trying to slow down Bait. Bate was getting out of it. Kendrick turned it to a net breaker. Goes to the cover of Bate with a kick out. Uh, it's gonna take a lot more than that to put the young man away from Dudley. And Tyler Bate's getting fired up from the lefts and rights from Kendrick, and delivers
1: a huge flurry of lefts and rights until the knee to the midsection from Kendrick stops him in
0: his tracks. Oh. A beautiful hurricane runner there by Tyler Bate, and now he's gonna build some momentum as he runs towards the corner at Kendrick, hitting him with an uppercut. Upper what?
1: An a suplex. It's Tyler Bate, who is very innovative, impressive, nip up there. Standing shooting star with a cover. Two. Oh. No.
0: Well, Kendrick Summer getting the shoulder off at two. Two. But you can just feel Bate building momentum, and Kendrick's just struggling to try and get to the ropes.
1: Is he still using the captain's or the fisherman's hook or the captain's hook? captain's hook. Tyler trying to hook up the Tyler driver. You know why it's called the Tyler driver 97? Because his name's Tyler, it's a driver, and he was born in 97.
0: I know, isn't that sickening, he was born in 97? Uh, isn't that horrible? 12 years younger than uh, me. Oh, God almighty. Well, going for it, and Kendrick rolls it into a pin, but it's Bait with a backside. Both men get two. Two, two. Two, 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 two,
1: two,
0: And now Kendrick looking for
1: a slice of bread. Oh, Bait knocks him off. Now Bait and switch, holding up the right, hitting him with the left. So hard they hurt his own knuckles.
0: But Kendrick was aware of all to not be pinned on the apron. Now, Bate looking for the suplex in. And uh, Kendrick with a backslide
1: hits him, rolls through for the captain's hook. And Bate is struggling in the middle of the ring. So, that's kind of asked my question whether he's going to hit slice of bread or captain's hook. He's <laughs>
0: attempted both and only got the captain's hook locked in. But, Bait this might be all he needs. The grip is strong and Bate struggling Brian Kendrick really doesn't look like someone who's been in the business over 20 years no no and he, exactly you can see him wrestling for as long as he wants he's been great in this form but Bate has managed to power up Kendrick and get him on his shoulders spinning around and around and around and around
1: to a chant of big strong boy from the crowd as he slows down is he losing power oh he's staggering about <laughs>
0: tumbles out the ring Kendrick falls out the other side. Well, the referee's counting, he's all the way up to eight. Nine, we might see double count out now. Oh, no, both men climb in, escape the count.
1: Couple of uppercuts from Tyler. Oh, runs into a big boot from Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> Roll through with the heel
0: kick from Bate, though. And yeah, Bate's just so entertaining to watch. And now he's to build momentum to finish Kendrick. Runs into a kick from Kendrick. who rolls in through, looking for the captain's hook again.
1: Rose Bay against the ropes for a second back-of-the-neck bounce. Clothesline. Tyler Driver. Boom. One, two,
0: two, three. three. Bate wins. And what a great match that was. I think that's the best match we've seen so far. I don't know what your thoughts on that, but I thought Bate really bought
1: it. Yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Both guys... I think the fan interaction kind of brought something else to it as well. That was very entertaining, something that we haven't seen from the other matches. Um, it had everything you'd want from a match.
0: Yeah, I doubt you know, and both men definitely brought it. And you would like to see Kendrick and Bate fight, fight often as well in a weird way. Uh, but a great way to start the show. So our second match is Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews versus Rhea Divari and Mike Kanellis. And Andrews and Tavari will start things off. Devari and Canessa play my games with Andrews. Colin with tie-up. Tavari applies a wrist lock. Andrew reverses a hold. Andrews with two-dreet arm drags. Tavari pulls Andrews down to the mat. Davari bounces Andrews head on the top turnbuckle. And Webster's worked down. He's having a really hard time creating separation. D'Avari applies a rear chin lock. Webster's having a really hard time creating separation. Devari applies a rear chin lock. Webster gets back to a vertical base. Devari will club into Webster's back. Devari goes for a back body drop, but Webster lands back on his feet. Devari decks Webster with a back elbow smash. Webster kicks Devari in the jaw. Webster creates distance with a rude block. Webster makes a hot tag to Andrews. and He's on fire, baby. With a springboard double-cross body block. Andrews with a chop forearm combination to Devari. He slides under a clothesline from Devari. Drills with with a step-up in Seguri. Hits a standard double-foot stomp. And then a standing moonsault for a two. Two. Davari shoves Andrews into the turnbuckles and Andrews with a desperation boot.
1: Andrews drops Davari with a tilt well DDT. Webster with a jumping knee strike to Canellis. Andrews with a tip up 450 splash for a two count. Two. Canellis is a twat and he kicks Webster in the gut. Webster dumps Canellis out of the ring where he deserves to be. Webster and Andrews with stereo somersault planches. Andrews tags in Webster. Daivari shoves Webster off the top turn buckle. Daivari tags in Kanellis. Kanellis with a spine buster for two. Two. Kanellis is displaying his frustration because he's a melt and he needs some drugs. Kanellis goes for a vertical suplex, but Webster counters with a small picage for a two count. Two. Kanellis inadvertently superkicks Daivari off the ring apron because he's a fucking moron and can the right person in the match. Webster heads butts Canalis. Webster tags in Andrews. Kanellis goes for a twisting vertical suplex, but Andrews counters with a stone dog millionaire. Andrews tags in Webster. Webster with a flying back slant on Splash to pick up the victory.
0: Yeah, not a bad match. Quite a basic tag team. And, uh, you know, I'm surprised you didn't call Mike Kennedy more of a cunt during that match as well. Our third match is uh, our third match is from WNXC ACH versus 205 Lies Grand Metallic versus NXT UK's Leguero in a triple threat match. Filling out process after the bell rings. Triple test of strength. ACH kicks Metallic in the gut. Leguero applies a side headlock. Leguero drops ACH for a shoulder tackle. Metallic with deep arm drag. ACH for a shoulder tackle to Metallic. Metallic nicks up though. It's ACH Metallic. Ducks a double clothesline from Leguero. That leads us to a standoff in the centre of the ring. ACH shoves Metallic and then applies a side headlock. He kicks Leguero in the face and shows off his athleticism by dropping Metallic to the floor. Leguero with a single leg take down a head scissors. Take over and then a running single leg drop kick. Metallic responds with an 8th and Insiguri. Goes for a springboard double foot stomp but Ligero ducks out the way. Metallic sidesteps the pump kick from Ligero. Scales the ropes and then a missile drop kick off the second rope for a 2. 2. ACH dumps Ligero out the ring. Metallic with a waistlock go behind.
1: Metallic with a handspring double back elbow. Strike Ligero reverses out the Irish rip from Metallic. Metallic kicks Ligero in the face then a reverse sling blade. Leggero negates the Metallic driver. Leggero with a pump kick. Makes Leggero. Metallic lands the suicide dive. Metallic with a top rope splash for a two count. Two. Metallic blocks a boot from ACH. Then a step up in Seguri. Hits a Metallic driver for another two count. Two. Leggero delivers his combination offence. Leguero with a running boot to Metallic. Who then launches Leguero to the ring apron. Then side sidesteps Metallic into the turnbuckles. Leguero with a springboard stunner. Then follows that with a somersault plancher. Then goes for a Springboard Tornado DDT. But ACH blocks it. Hits a Bridging German Suplex for another two count. Two. Then unloads the Flash Kick. Liguero Super Kicks ACH. Liguero then plants him with the Springboard Tornado DDT to pick up the victory.
0: Yeah, and again, and not a bad match. It's nice to see uh, three guys we don't see a lot of, apart from maybe Grand Metallic, uh, because of course, Lucha House Party. But So we move on to our main event, and of course, that is the Irishman with a big head, Jordan Devlin, going against Akira Tozawa. Ah, ah, ah! So another interesting matchup, and of course, Devlin. He's been quite the success of NXT UK, really, when you think about the kind of exposures he's had. He's been featured in, near enough, all the episodes as well. Had his feud with uh, Travis Banks and, of course, faced Pete Dunne for the NXT UK title as well. And you would say probably one of the top contenders for Walter's title at this moment in time. What are your thoughts on uh, Jordan Devlin?
1: Now, he has got oodles of talent, but he's just a poor man's Finn Balor.
0: And Finn Balor was a poor man anyway. So, you know, was that mate, Jordan Devlin? oh Elbow... uh, yeah. So, you more of a fan of Cesaro in this one? Um, I'd
1: rather Cesaro win it, yeah. I feel Jordan Devlin's kind of like a Colt Cabana. Yeah, my friend is there. Uh... <laughs> <Yes>.. He's not CM Punk, but he's uh, Finn Balor, you
0: mm-hmm. see. Well, let's talk about Cesaro for a second then. So, what do you think his chance though on 205 Live? Do you think there's a chance for him to be a champion or... Main roster. I'm a champion do- again. What would you do? With, yeah, what would you do with Akira? Ah, ah, ah. Sorry, that drink was a bit too hot.
1: <laughs> uh, um, he'd definitely get lost on the main roster. Um, you kind of it didn't really work with him and Titus worldwide. Uh, you know, even Apollo Cruz hasn't really got anywhere on the main roster, and you would have thought he'd have had a bit of mid-level success. But again, there's there's too many going for the smaller titles on the main roster for it to, for him to kind of factor in it. You know, even Ali's kind of fallen by the ways mm. as of late. Do you think Tozawa could make it in NXT if he wanted to? I don't know. I think he could now. You know, in this kind of moment in time when we've lost a few people from... NXT, I think he'd be a very good gap filler, but whether he could do too much, I don't know.
0: Mm. I think this is the thing. What we're seeing with this match, and I think credit to the devil in this one is, you know. Very equal between the two, even though Tazara is a former uh, Cruiserweight champion. Of course, beat Neville for that title as well, that a lot of people forget. He's been around for a long time. You know, Devlin has been his uh, equal in this one. You can just see, you know, both men were kind of showing their technical side in the very early going. And then it's all of a sudden Devlin who just takes control of this and just trying to wear Tazara down. But Tazara showing his toughness and fighting out the submission.
1: But again, I remember uh, Tazara being one of our standout competitors from the 205 Live Tournament. Yeah, that, I you think know, it, he's, got, Cruiserweight Classic,
0: so he's like. got a lot of personality, but I, I don't know if WWE know what to do with him, you he know? He's a shining wizard to the side of Jordan Devlin's head. And Devlin might be out.
1: And up top for that on Trying to shake some life back into that left leg. Uh, Devlin rolls to the outside. That doesn't stop Tazara though, who goes... Flying through the second and top rope. Takes out Devlin.
0: And now Tzara on his way up to put Devlin away. Seated drop
1: kick. Says so Devlin flying over. Goes for the cover. Only a two count. Two. Well, we, Again, we've mentioned uh, Devlin. He has been kind of a standout performer on NXT UK. Always come up short. Finn yeah, Balor, yeah. you know, who stood in for... Uh, Travis Banks came up short against him. Pete Dunne, and you you know full well that he's going to come up short against Volta. Well, it's... chops and put him down.
0: This is the thing, and this is what Devlin kind of needs to build a killer instinct to make him more successful. Because at this moment in time, as well, you know, even in this match, you feel Tazawa's going to get the best of it as he's looking for the kicks and then the octopus octopus stretch, which is easy for me to say.
1: But I think Jordan Devlin is kind of only ever going to be destined for mid card, at most mm. upper mid card.
0: And like I said, the feud with Balor will be the thing that if he ever does it on. The, I I think Devlin is too small. We talk about Tyler Breeze. We talk about these other guys. You know, Devlin is a very small individual, and you know maybe on 205 five live bit of an arrogant character would work. But I can't really see. As for Tozawa, you just don't know. W might have put him in a position one time to upset the United States champion or something like this. You just, you know, you don't know. Or the
1: Santino-Marella treatment.
0: Yeah. He's just like, kind of, oh, well, there's a shock. Let's start pushing this guy. And we'll forget it once his start to rain, you know, ends.
1: But then, like, you know, you could throw, you could flick a coin in the fucking locker room yeah. and it'll land near someone who could have that. So it's, it's again, it's something that, you know, if the name came out of the hat, it was, he, he's, have a good run yeah. in a Royal Rumble. He's never gonna be headline act on a yeah. pay per view. You know, again, no disrespect to him. He's got Oodles of talent. He stood out on the Cruiserweight Classic Tournament. I think you know anything above the Cruiserweights is kind of pushing for him. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, no offence to the to the male roster that we've seen on Wells Collide, but the reason why they're here is because they've got nothing to do over the WrestleMania weekend. You know, not, if all the matches they had at WrestleMania and Takeovers, these are the guys not used. And it shows maybe that some of these won't have a future, you know, in WWE, but I think it's interesting to, see, to still see it, you know.
1: Again, how many of these guys that have appeared throughout this whole Worlds Collider tournament from start to now, how many did you see at the Hall of Fame?
0: None of them, were they? <laughs> no, exactly. So they weren't even invited there, so.
1: <laughs> you see?
0: Um <clears throat> but there's you know you know Tazawa and Devlin to put forth a great contest now really back and forth affair these this past couple of minutes Tazawa in. Devlin dodges him
1: Now Tazawa catches Devlin as he's coming back first over the top rope plants him with a suplex but only gets a two count
0: two And now Tazawa's going to put him in position
1: I would even suggest like a, a an even another show <laughs> but <laughs> Again, you know, they'd take someone moderately big over to them and then needs to still get pushed to the background.
0: Mm. And then you add another, you know, four championships to that as well. So it, it just kind of dilutes it in a weird way as well. But now Devlin's going to look to put to Zara. He puts it to stop it.
1: One thing that probably could work is Stephanie and Shane to say, right, screw you, Vince. You're not letting us be in charge of War on SmackDown no more. We're going to start our own company. Mm. You okay. have WCW, ECW start up and try and like you see them trying to take as much talent as they can over.
0: I suppose, but then you'd have wrestling every night of the week. Then, oh yeah, do you know what I mean? You'd have show. Yeah, the Raw, SmackDown. Choose, choose. Yeah, you would have Raw. The the two shows there. You never get a rest. You never get a break. I love that. But then wrestling, when but...
1: SmackDown goes to Fox on Fridays, they yeah. can have
0: the Tuesday spot. Exactly, Tuesday and a Thursday spot. Well, Tazara there threw Devlin off the top, went for the senton, but Devlin with the knees up. Knees up, Mother Brown. Back suplex on tazara And that gets the victory for Devlin. Job done. Jordan Devlin with perhaps one of the biggest wins of his career putting Tazawa away at Wells Collide. Dan, what did you think of the match? <clears throat> um It was it was fairly entertaining
1: actually. Uh it, I don't think we have seen a terrible match apart from uh, Flash Morgan, Webster and Andrews versus Mike <laughs> Knellis and Daivari, but that's only because of Mike Knellis.
0: All right, so speaking of that, our first match, Bate versus Brian, what do you think of that?
1: Uh, yeah, very good match. It had a bit of everything, you know, a good bit of a fun crowd interaction. Both guys put on an absolute wrestling clinic as well. Like, again they do what they do but very very well I gave that a four and a quarter out of five
0: yeah I thought, I thought that was an excellent match you know like, even the crowd were into it with dueling chance and stuff like that and for like you say an access show it was the most emotionally vested that I, I got and I think the crowd got into it as well uh, Webster Andrews Kanellis Tavari, Dad
1: what was your score? Um, I, I scored it a three for everyone apart from Mike Kanellis who gets minus five <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Ken Ellis with minus five. Uh, I gave it a three out of five as well. Standard tag team match. I didn't think Ken Ellis was that bad in it. Our third match was ACH versus Metallic versus Naguero. Another box standard triple threat match. I think three men have got potential though. Three out of five.
1: Yeah, uh, I gave that a three and a quarter out of five. I think Negaro and Metallic definitely. ACH. He's, he's got a bit of growing to do, but... You know, I think you could get there.
0: Okay, and then the main event, Devlin versus Tazawa.
1: It was, again, an entertaining match. Um, you know, for, for someone who doesn't really like Devlin and thinks he's a midget-headed person. A little person. He has got some talent. He has got talent, and you can't deny him that. Uh, Tozawa, again, what, can they, what more can they do with him? There's not a lot else that... Can be put in front of Tazawa, really no, is there no, it's not. um again it was it wasn't a terrible match i gave that a three
0: and a quarter i gave that a three and a half out of five not a bad match all right so let's move on to our next episode then and it's wednesday april 24th and the top female superstars from xdnc uk raw and smackdown live collide and we've got the matches including eo shi versus Sonia deville
1: Tony Storm versus Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair,
0: Piper Niven versus Selena Vega, and
1: Candice LeRae versus Kaylee Ray for a LeRae matchup. Spectacular to um,
0: right for the age Queen of the LeRae's, We're going to find that out right now. Will it be Kaylee Ray? Or will it be Candice LeRae? Uh, and this will be an interesting matchup uh, because Candice has been around the independent scene for a very long time, and Kaylee Ray has dominated the European women's scene. So you really are seeing two worlds collide here. So here we go. This should be great. I'm, I'm more excited about the women than I'm about the men.
1: So will Candice be Candice wrestling?
0: I think she could do a lot more than being Johnny's shadow in that way. I think both of these women are excellent in-ring workers. You know, Candice has wrestled men throughout her career. And Katie Ray has also, you know, been a part of that. So. She, in,
1: which, was it Candice LeRae who interacted with uh, the penis guy?
0: Ray. yes. We used to wrestle Joe Ryan. We're a tag team together with him. And Ray's be Did like... she
1: do any special moves with her vagina?
0: She did, actually. She, If you want to Google, if you want to YouTube it, look, Candice the no, Ray. <laughs> Just uh, have a look. You'll be able to see the moves like that. But Kaylee Ray's been wrestling a very long time as well. Married to uh, Stevie Ray, the Scottish wrestler. Not to be confused with Stevie Ray out of Harlem Heat. Uh, so <laughs> I got confused the first time I heard that. And a side headlock by Kaylee Ray. Candice manages to get out, grab a side headlock.
1: So what what can we uh what would you predict for these two women currently in the ring, Candice and Kaylee?
0: I honestly can see these two women as being the faces of their respective divisions in both NXT and NXT UK. I think Kaylee Ray herself, she, the way she can wrestle, we've not really seen anything yet. We've seen her wrestle a few times, but she's really you know good in what she does. And the same with Candice as well. She's let go off and not just be kind of uh, Johnny Gagano's wife. She can really prove she deserves her chance in women's division. She's been around for a couple of years now and not really had an opportunity, you would say. And uh, with Kaylee Ray coming in recently with Piper Niven, I think there could be really exciting battles because those two women have battled in the past as well. So it's, I think it's a great time for the women's division, you know, to grow in this next year or so.
1: The thing that Candice is missing, and I'm not going to lie, I'm going to say it now: she's she's got there's two things that you want you want in a woman: fit and blonde. She's fit. But she's not blonde. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Well, I know how you feel about women you base solely on looks, so it's a shame. But hopefully, you can enjoy these two women and, and the other ones here tonight on show. And a nice inverted suplex there by Kaylee Ray goes for the cover.
1: But Candice Lerae managing to kick out.
0: Ah! And the crowd getting behind Candice as she gets to a. She's Irish whips but dodges the clothesline.
1: Head it us into the uh, octopus stretch. And then knees by Candice as well in the submission. Drops Kaylee to one knee. Oh, but she manages to reach out, grab the ropes and break up the count.
0: Oh, nice by Kaylee Ray there. Spin on the apron.
1: Very, very <laughs> innovative there. Spins around by her feet and just cracks her with a big right hand to the jaw.
0: And Kaylee Ray just going to try and put some punishment on Candice. It
1: turns it around, sends Kaylee head first into the turnbuckle post.
0: And Candice now might have an idea. She might be looking to fly.
1: Flies through, takes out Kayleigh.
0: Beautiful suicide dive there. The crowd
1: chant one more time. She's going to go again. She's going to oblige. Second time, just as successful as the first. Is she going to go for the trivector? No, she's looking third time lucky. <laughs> oh, hits it. Successful all three times. Throws Kaylee back in the ring. Candice perched up top. Double foot stump to the back of the head. One, two. No. Oh, no. Kaylee managing to kick out.
0: Ah. And showing her toughness there. Candice built a a great bit of momentum. And Kaylee raising serious troubles. Candice now.
1: Looking for the line. So Kaylee moves out of the way. Hits a kick to the jaw. But Candice responds with a huge right. <laughs> Kayleigh with a clubbing blow to the back.
0: And trying to get out for that widow's peak. But Candice blocks it.
1: Step up in Sakuri. Drops Kayleigh. Do you reckon the women's division is missing a Priscilla Kelly?
0: Now, I'll tell you what the women's division is doing right now, and as I've noticed it more, is the fact that they're becoming good technical workers. And in actual fact, when I'm watching it, I I seem to be enjoying it more than men's right now. Uh, see, I see, I'm not surprised that this is a good match because I know Candice the Ray and Kayleigh Ray, that's uh, a, a good, talented, you know. What strong workers. So uh, it's good to see that in the women's division rather than kind of being like the same old, same old. We are kind of evolving now and into better performers than even there I say at the four horse horsewomen, you know, a few years down the line. As Candice looking to go up.
1: It's caught by Kaylee though with a kick to the head. Candice is sat on the tackle. Kaylee's looking for a superplex. Candice managing to block it. Clubbing blows to the back. Going to hit that sunset flip. Kaylee holding on, looking for the punch to the forehead. Candice moves out of the way. Kaylee hits nothing but a top turnbuckle. Shit! Hits a German release from the second ropes. Two, no. no.
0: Well, somehow Kaylee Ray managed to kick out uh. after that huge German. And now Candice to that second rope, but oh, Kaylee Ray stops her.
1: <clears throat> huge kicks at the back of the head. One, two. No, only a two count.
0: Katie Ray's getting frustrated and Candice showing the heart determination. And a reverse hurrican corona by Candice Ray,
1: Followed up by a swinging net breaker. Candice looking for that lion's so Hits it. One, two,
0: three. Wow. And Candice Ray wins there. Putting Katie Ray out in a very, very good match. And, uh, it was great to see kind of Candice let off the leash and showing what she can do. You know, you don't really see many reverse hurricane runners in women's matches. And there you go. You've seen two women confident in their abilities delivering a great match. Dan, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it was a very good match. And both of these women have loads of talent. Um, you know, just giving a chance for them to display it would be very good. And hopefully we do get to see them display their talent.
0: Well, yeah, I think we'll see Candice Ray hopefully get the chance at NXT, and Kaylee Ray is still going to be a big star in NXT UK. And speaking of NXT UK, the biggest acquisition ever in NXT UK history... Piper Niven is going to be in action next. For me, hands down, she will dominate. I don't care about Walter anymore. Piper Niven is going to do in NXT UK what he only dreams of. I think she will be, without doubt, the dominant force. And she's going to have to go against Selena Vega here. But it's great to see Piper Niven. I'm a huge fan. Dan, what are your thoughts on her? And Vega, actually. There's a bit of a size difference between uh, Selena Vega. And Piper Niven in height. Well, Vega won't be uh, put off, though.
1: Um, what do I think of?
0: Oh, Piper Niven there with a push, taking out Vega. But Vega responds with a forearm. No. They're going of make offence, but no, Piper Niven catches her. This might be the over before it starts. It is classic. Big versus Little, and Vega's got to try and use her speed.
1: Well, I think Piper Niven certainly has got a lot of talent about her. You know, and she is what, Nia Jax wishes she could wrestle like mm. you know Papa Niven's got more talent in her thigh than Nia Jax has in her whole body and you know for two women who are of similar sight Papa Niven pisses all over yeah. and Tamina Snurker as well for that matter
0: I think though with Zena Vega I think if Melina was a wrestler she wanted to you know what I mean like, Vega reminds her of her a little bit I, I think Zena Vega is a better, better model of that didn't if you know she what
1: play I mean? AJ Lee in the film
0: she played AJ Lee in the film, but I, I think she, she's got that kind of attitude, the cockiness that we've seen, you know, being the manager that she is. But I think she's in ring. I don't think we've seen enough of Vega, even though she's kind of, you know. Being at the performance center and stuff like this is probably one of the biggest high-profile matches.
1: So is Zelina Vega someone you'd like to see more of in the ring?
0: I think with, with to, you know with with CN being matched up together, I think that would be quite interesting to see. You, know, you talk about mixed match challenge or something like that, M- just to be you know together in that way. But I think this is great to see. You know, someone like Vega having to put up a shut up, you know, and trying to show that she can hang with one of the world's best. Oh!
1: Tornado DDT (laughs) plants Piper Niven into the canvas. One, two. Oh. No, only a two count.
0: Two. And it would be a massive upset if Niven was to lose here. And now a great submission by Zelina Vega. Kind of like a guillotine choke. So wouldn't
1: um, the more likely pairing up be uh, Zelina Vega and Ali B and C N? And Charlotte Flair, kind of like a Maybe
0: you could pair that story down the road between the two. Have Black and CM feud, and whatever it is, and bring Charlotte and uh, Zelina Vega into it. There's potential there for a the storyline, isn't there? You know, well, I think. Why the,
1: not give women a chance and have Zelina Vega and Charlotte Flair feud in and Bray and Ali B into it.
0: Exactly, do that then. You know, Ali B at the moment is being the the hill on the the, the promos that we're seeing. We've not seen him wrestle yet, and and I think Vega works better off as a heel to go against Charlotte. I think you might negate both of them at the same time. But Vega's trying to put Piper Niven down at the moment and if she's not very successful, huge clotheslines by Niven.
1: Scoop slam by Piper. Running sent on.
0: And she's not finished there.
1: <laughs> Running cross body.
0: Well, Vega gave her best shot and Niven withstood it. Dragged to the corner. And Niven is looking... To put Selena Vega away for good. Vader bomb. Vega dodged it. Well, Codebreaker
1: sends Piper into the corner. Double knee to the jaw from her uh, client Andrade, trying to drag her into the (laughs) ring. Unsuccessful. Manages to get her though.
0: Well, Niven may be out.
1: Vega into the cover. To. No. Piper managing to get a foot to the bottom rope.
0: Well, she might not have energy to kick out, uh, but she had the all to stop the pin. And well, now Vega is giving a good account of herself, looking to go up. Here she comes. Oh,
1: Looking for the moonsault, but Piper rolls out the way.
0: Uh-oh, now Picks this could be the Vega. end. Well, the Piper driver gets the job done on Selena Vega. But Vega put up a good fight, but Niven's just great. She just has great matches as well. Dan, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, um... Zelina Vega got in a lot more offence than I would I would have anticipated. But again, you know, I think that goes to a talent. You've said, you know, we've hardly seen what Vega can do in the ring. And so I think, you know, that was just a tiny little modicum of what we can, have, we can get from
0: her. Doubt, you know, so it's, it's been great. We've seen a lot of interesting matches. And up next is NXT versus SmackDown because it's going to be Sonya Deville versus Io Shirai. So here we go in our third match. It's Io Shirai versus Sonya Deville. It's quite an interesting matchup as well. Talked about Deville and uh, teaming up with, of course, Mandy Rose on SmackDown. And of course, Io Shirai between with Kairi Sane who's moved up to the main roster now. Does that help or hurt Io Shirai in the long run, do you reckon?
1: Um, I think it's only just a matter of time if she's got enough skill uh, to go things on her own, then she she should do
0: fine. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been interesting to see what happens in NXT because she's obviously outnumbered now with the Baszler situation. Situation. So you're going to have to keep eyes on that. But I hope she has a bit of success before she moves up to the main roster she's definitely talented my pick for the winner of the May Young Classic um, who, did
1: 2019.
0: She, who, who, did, who did she lose to no who, she she did lose who, who, whose pick did she lose to she lost to the UK women's champion Tony Storm who will be defending her championship in the main event against Nikki Cross who and Bianca Belair Nikki I don't think Tony it matters who picked, it matter who picked Tony Storm who uh, picked Tony Storm we're talking about Io Shirai it right now it was me that picked Tony oh, Storm by okay, the way if you want to but you know I was trying to talk about this match you know but Io Shirai started Strong with Deville. And DeVille of course got the uh, the rainbow in the back of her pocket representing uh, her
1: LGBLT.
0: Yes, L B G J G Q.
1: I'm trisexual, I'll just try anything that's sexual.
0: Well, EO Sha'i goes to the second rope, gets caught by Sonia Deville. I'm gender neutral anyway, so I don't want to get involved in this argument.
1: I identify as a saucepan.
0: When Sonia DeVille definitely got the striking experience there and just taking down Shai. And Deville goes for the cover, but shall I imagine a kick out.
1: Oh, uh, Sonia Deville in full control. Is it good to see like Sonia Deville kind of out of her uh, riot squad kind of ways? You know, this is more of a one-on-one match as opposed to having um, uh, without having Mandy Rose by her side.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, so I gonna... know.
1: was she the one that was in? Um...
0: And now Deville with submission in, just working the back of Shai. But we know Eo has, you know, taken a lot of punishment. I'm not gonna try and work the arm. So, um,
1: you know, you said you'd like to see Eo uh, Shirai have some success. Success. What about Sonia Deville? Does she? Uh, can she cut her teeth in on the main roster?
0: I think the, the gimmick that she's got, is it too similar to kind of the other MMA styley that going around? Or can she control? Can make something for herself? You know. It's, we talk about kind of character development, Deville needs to kind of focus on where she's going. I know they've seen the team up with uh, Mandy Rose, but it'd be nice if we see different, you know, kind of things coming to her as well. I, I think, you know, she's quite outspoken in, in what she believes in and stuff like this, and I think it's great to have someone like that on the roster. But you've got to give her something to do, and we've talked about this before, the amount of women now on the main rosters is more than it's ever been. And you've got to find a chance and if you keep focusing on Charlotte and Becky Lynch and, and, and them, then other people aren't going to get the chance, are they? Look what's happened to Oscar this past year, you know? Well, exactly, her booking, you know, or. I'm the, surprised Oscar's not on this. <laughs> a treatment. No. Well, no, Oscar had the uh, prestige of being in the women's battle royal at WrestleMania, didn't she? So. Oh, didn't she
1: do. No,
0: she didn't. Carmella won that match, for goodness sake. Well so. deserved. I'll give us a Yoshi I here
1: so Asian racist. Mm.
0: Well, let's hope they don't do the same thing with uh, the other women that we like. You know, poor Naomi's not really had a chance, either has she. And She's he... still got her nice shoes. She has got lovely shoes. And Io yeah, has just had the arm worked over by Deville. He's definitely grounded this.
1: we seeing seen Deville has been in full control of Io e. Shirai pretty much majority of this match.
0: Snap their take down Deville. Head of steam and running into the
1: chest. Goes for the cover. Two. No. Io Shirai with a kick out.
0: Oh. Sonia Deville's getting a bit frustrated now. Mm, the crowd definitely getting behind Eo, She's trying to fight off now.
1: Did you know that, um, you know, it's, it's common knowledge that I'm a carpenter by trade, but Sonia Deville asked me to lay some flooring for her, but she only wanted tongue and groove.
0: Well, that's very interesting. <laughs> and Deville now with the side headlock to Io Shirai. And she's got her in trouble, but the crowd's still trying to get behind Shirai. Now she's got the back mount on as well.
1: Crowd's certainly behind Eo Shirai. And she's trying to mount a bit of a comeback, sending Deville back first into the turnbuckle. Three times, finally gets her to break the hold. But Deville comes running out, looking for that step-up into Guri. Shirai ducks it. Screams to try and fire herself up. Huge right-hand takedown. Followed by a second... Six one nine, genius of the skies looking to go up top, perched on the top turnbuckle, seated, drop kick, takes down Deville, straight into a cover. One,
0: two, no, only a two count. Two, but you can see with a look and Deville, the toughness of course that we know, but even with the, the outfits, Deville's a little bit more sparkly, a bit more kind of main roster look about her. And I think maybe that's what's taken away from this uh, match. It's kind of been the more bog-standard women's match we've grown accustomed to than what we know in NXT. But EO trying to sort that out now, dodging the kicks, but... Impressive by DeVille, step-up in Scary herself goes to the cover.
1: Only a two count for her.
0: Two. And Shiai is still in this match. And now DeVille with the kicks and the combinations, the knee to Shea. But Shea, Matrix-style, dodges it, rolls up DeVille, but up with two. And a huge palm strike by Shai dumps Deville down. And now looking to go up and finish it off. Of course, she uses the Asoy Moon Moonsault as she springs all the way to the top. If she comes. Deville dodges and Shai rolls through. But a spear by Deville. And just like that, Deville gets a victory. She Shock might... victory. Well, she might have had a hold of the trunk. And said, well, she is the main roster competitor, so... But Shiai, the way she lost that, a bit of a shock on her face and a bit of a surprise, but a very good match. So, Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it was a, a very
1: impressive match. Both women again, doing well. I don't think you know, Shirai had much of a chance to shine, but it, it's kind of... You've saved Eo by having Sonya Deville winning by a bit of a kind of a quick roll-up, you know, pin as opposed to beating her straight out.
0: Well, a very interesting way to end things there. And Shea definitely had the crowd behind her. Uh, but I thought it was quite a good match as we move on to our main event in the NXT UK. Women's title will be on the line as Tony Storm defends against Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. So this would be a great match-up, Daniel. I know you're definitely a fan of two of the three women.
1: Oh, I am indeed, yes. Well, Tony Storm, she has been impressive. She was my pick during the... Uh... NYC, who beat, was it your pick?
0: Yeah, she beat my, yeah, beat yo,
1: Nikki Cross, uh, crazy attitude. Um, I still don't feel she's given a chance to properly stretch her legs on the main roster. Hopefully, you know, good things are to come from her. And uh, Bianca Belair, her hair really irritates me, but she has got a bit of talent about her. You know, you can't deny that.
0: We have seen her on the takeovers recently, haven't we, with her going against uh, Baszler that she has put in good performances and they've treated her uh, well in NXT. Of course, NXT UK, Tony Storm being the uh, the champion at the moment and the position that she deserves to be. But with Nikki Cross, what would you do with Nikki Cross then? How would you use her?
1: I'd have her with Money in the Bank and cash it in successfully.
0: What, that kind of sh- just a shock Money in the Bank, virtually? Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, she could be kind of crazy with a briefcase for a month or two and then... Cash it in, Becky Lynch for one of her titles.
0: <laughs> so have her cash it, and then what, how long would you ever have, have the runs champion? Would you
1: I'd just have her being fucking completely batshit crazy with a title. <laughs> you know, just have her as a crazy self. Uh, you know, you know Nikki Cross does, and it's just like you know, no one can actually outmatch her because she's just fucking Dinlo.
0: No, well, she just doesn't care. She goes right after Belair, and she's had a history with her.
1: She has yes. Uh, she knows what Belair's made of. Hasn't kind of had uh, any doings with Tony Storm in WWE just yet.
0: But a very interesting matchup is Nikki Cross versus Storm as Blair fall away slam to Nikki Cross.
1: Nikki rolls to the outside. Tony Storm and Belair face off now. This could be very interesting between these two.
0: And Storm, there put the hand out, and is the EST going to respect her? No, disrespectful. I think Storm seems to like that though. The spirit of competition. Colour and elbow tie up. Now Storm getting out of it nicely, little nip up. And a couple of slaps to the face taking down Belair. And Storm expecting what Belair was gonna do and then hit with a drop kick. And Nicky Cross back in. <laughs> Just taking out Storm.
1: And now Bianca Belair's gone to the outside. Nicky with a crazy scream gets jumped over the top rope by Storm. Shoulder to the midsection, then just drop kicks her back into the ring.
0: And now Cross trying to get back in, but Belair's got a hold of her, pulls her off the apron. And Belair trying to get back in, and Cross just doing exactly the same thing. Oh, <laughs> Belair face first into the apron, and now caught on the apron skirt with palm strikes by, not palm strike, with shots by Nikki Cross. Tiny Stone
1: comes running towards the toe, but Cross catches her, cuts her off, and now she's trapped. And Nikki Cross is just going batshit crazy on the pair of the women, clubbing blows to both of them.
0: <laughs> Nikki Cross.
1: I wouldn't be upset if Nikki Cross won the Women's Championship yeah.
0: Doesn't care. I mean, she would be perfect for the next UK as well. I think the matchups that she could have with Piper Niven or Kaylee Ray and people like that. And we forget about Rhea Ripley. We've not mentioned her here tonight, but she's still a presence.
1: Both women in a prone position. And Nikki Cross body off the top, rolls up the champ. But Belair managing to break it up.
0: And Belair showed a little bit of intelligence there, dodging that move by Nicky. And now she's going to try and put her away.
1: Double underhook. Slams Cross onto Storm, who goes in for the cover. (laughs) And Belair, realising a mistake, pushes Cross off, rolls up Storm herself, but Tony managing to kick out.
0: Uh, And the fans get behind Tony Storm.
1: Snap suplex by Belair, floats over. But Storm managing to get the shoulder up at two.
0: Two. And now Belair just slapping Storm and say, come on. Belair's only lost a couple of times in next and that is because of Shania Baszler. And can Belair walk away with the NXT UK women's title? Storm up looking to plant her, but Nikki Cross straight on the back of Belair. They've just got a sleeper locked in. Oh my God, Belair blocked the sleeper but just falling back. All her body weight coming down Nikki Cross. All three women down. James, it's time to shine. <laughs> oh, now Storm with a hip attack to Belair and to Nicky Cross. Back to Belair. Back to Cross. Oh. And Tony Storm definitely feeling it now. And she put Nicky Cross in position for a Storm zero, but Cross blocking it. Oh, and Belair coming out, spearing both women. Oh, and all three down now. And Belair went for covers, but they managed to kick out. Ah, ah. Now she picks up Nikki Cross. Plants her.
1: Two. No, Tony Storm in to break it up. And now it's Belair and Storm, and Storm saying, bring it on. And a 50-50 chant for both these women. EST of NXT getting beaten by Tony Storm.
0: Oh, my God, but a huge shot there by Belair. Sent Storm all the way back. That might have caved the chest in. And Blair comes running in. Storm moves out of the way, though. Shoulder first into the turn uh, to the ring post. I'll let it hit my ring post. And Storm <laughs> goes to roll her up, but Blair kicks out. Uh-huh. And a headbutt by Tony Storm. Oh, Nicky Cross with a roll-up to Storm. Two. Ooh.
1: And Cross nearly snuck a victory there. And now Storm's trying to finish this. Mickey oh. Cross with an inverted DDT. Hooks the leg. But no, Tony's still managing to kick out.
0: I'll kick Tony. I'll kick her out of bed. Uh, Nikki Cross can't believe it. How is she going to finish it now? She's going to go up. Going
1: again for a Nikki Cross body. No, Bianca Belair was trying to stop her, but she gets kicked off. No, Storm sidesteps it. Can she hit Storm Zero? While Belair's
0: down and out. One, she does two three. And gets the job done on Nikki Cross, Tony Storm. Dan, what did you think of that match? It was entertaining at times, but
1: to see all three women interacting at the same time, as opposed to one being thrown out of the ring, two fighting, then one comes in, throws one out of the ring, and then the other two fighting, yada, yada, yada. Going around like that. I like to see you know all three women slugging it out, having some uh, good triple threat interactive moves as well.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you, you know. Uh, I think we didn't see that here. I think the talent involved could have been a much longer match as well. Storm does win, but still not bad. Uh, if we look at the the, the fourth match, Katie Ray versus Candice LeRae, battles of the LeRae's, what were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it was a very good match. Both women have heaps and heaps of talent there. Uh, again, both women can go on to do really great things in their respective brands.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a great match as well. Uh, really, really good. I gave it a four out of five. I
1: gave that a four and a quarter out of
0: five. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, then Vega versus Niven again, big uh, David versus Goliath storyline. If you were, and uh, I think it was quite good. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing these two women feuding. You know, down the road somewhat. It worked out well. Niven came across strong, but put uh, Vega in a good position as well. Uh, I think it's really entertaining.
1: Yeah, uh, a very good match between two women. Again, you know, like you said, something I'd like to see a bit more of down the line. I gave that a three and a half out of five.
0: Yeah, I gave that three and three quarters out of five. And then Io Shirai versus Sonia Deville.
1: Um, It made Deville look really good and strong. I'm not sure if that kind of hampered what Shirai does. I know this kind of doesn't really count towards many storylines at all, but... There definitely wasn't enough Io Shirai in the match.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's true. I did give that a three and a half out of five.
1: I gave that a three and a quarter out of five.
0: And then the main event, Storm versus Cross versus Play. A lot we talked about, it. the problem was that it wasn't really a triple threat match. It's a single match with another person trying to get involved. But still quite strong. Still three and a half, to be fair.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a good exhibition match, nonetheless. Um, I'm not sure kind of what that does to the Nikki Cross that we saw go toe-to-toe with the undefeated Oscar and nearly come out on top <laughs> against her. Um, but also, yeah I still gave that three and a half out of five
0: so we move on to our last episode Wells Collide that's May 1st 2019 well two battle rules closed out Worlds Collide finale and it was recorded during WrestleMania weekend as part of Access of course
1: yes uh, Vic Joseph Percy Watson slash Jackson slash whoever else were drowned out of their own introduction at the beginning of the show from the background music being way too loud so we we're off and running already
0: and Bianca Belair won the World's Collide Women's Battle Royale to start us off.
1: Uh, the participants were Bianca Belair,
0: Tanawa Conte, KC Cantor-Zero, So,
1: Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafir, Io Shirai, Lacey Lane, Jess E, Zia
0: Lee, Kavita Devi, Mia Yim, Raina Gonzalez, Alaya Nymph, Vanessa Bourne, Kaylee Ray, Piper Niven, and Tony Storm.
1: Yes, this match didn't get started until around 10 minutes into the broadcast, Everyone got their own introduction and some even got their own choreographed pose spots in the middle of the ring.
0: Yeah, Niven eliminated Kaylee Ray and playing a programme between the two. Bourne and Conti clawed at each other a bit and that necessarily because this is what production chose to show the audience.
1: Rainer Gonzalez eliminated Casey Cantazero. At times, it was difficult to hear the commentary over the music or ringside mics.
0: Jim had a few exchanges with Duke and Shafir. Duke's high kicks looked great. Shafir accidentally eliminated her partner, but then Shafir eliminated Jim. A quick narr- narr- narrative re- receipt.
1: The formula they used was two wrestlers in the middle of the ring, while seven or eight other wrestlers conveniently sold in each corner. Rotate and repeat. The formula usually works, but if the crowd responds to the spots, in some cases towards the end of the match, they did. Bourne and Nymph eliminated Piper. But as they taunted Niven on the floor, they themselves were eliminated, which got a hysterically, hilariously loud reaction. And I wonder why people don't like them.
0: Shy eliminate Gonzalez and Belair, eliminate Storm. The crowd chanted for Shy for about four bars and four bars for Belair. Then half and half, once they tied up, the two got in a few good minutes of action and drama. Belair pressed, slammed Shy to the floor with ease for the dominant-looking win.
1: Yes, it was, but really, when our battle was ever good. They are vessels for new narratives and new faces. If that was the case, it served its purpose here.
0: And the Men's Battle Royal, Roderick Strong won that one.
1: And the participants were Aria Davari,
0: Lee Brian Kendrick, Eric Berghausen, Drew Gulak, Dave Mastiff, Humberto Carrillo, The Coffee Brothers, Dominic Dijakovic,
1: Fabian Eichner,
0: Ligero, Matt Riddle, Rinku Singh and Sivar Guja,
1: Akira Tazawa,
0: The Forgotten Sons, Roderick Strong, Travis Banks, and Tyler Bate. After we got five minutes of walkouts to the ring, the match got underway. Riddle and Bogenhagen somehow ended up on the outside of the ring. They had what I'd call a rock-off with both playing air guitar together. What a cunts. pair of cunts.
1: <laughs> you don't like Berghausen, do you, Berghagen. No. We got lots of punches and kicks for a while. Dominic Jakovic did his feast-your-eyes post. Everyone in the ring feasted their eyes on him. Then jumped him. Cute. <laughs>
0: Eric Bogenhagen eliminated Iria This was the first time seeing Singh and Goodyear, and they had a good monster fool to them. They eliminated Banks together.
1: Mastiff eliminated Gulak and Kendrick at the same time. Mastiff and Riddle then went at it for a little while. Singh eliminated his own partner, Goodyear. All right, let's see where that goes. Strong then eliminated uh, Mastiff and Bate. Launched Joe Coffey over the top rope to eliminate him.
0: So the final four was Vinku Singh, Matt Riddle, Mm. Tyler Bate and Strong. The
1: other three ganged up on Singh at first, Sing eliminated Riddle, which really seemed to bum people out. Bait was able to eliminate Singh and got a thank you Tyler chant. This led to the highlight of the match, which was the equivalent of the last few minutes of a match between Strong and Bait.
0: At one point, Bait did an airplane spin and WWE production zoomed in and out with each rotation he's made, rendering the spin effect of the move useless since you never see a full spin. The production choices actually lessened the effect of what wrestlers were doing and ruined a perfectly good airplane spin.
1: But complaints aside, the two had themselves an exciting exchange. Bates' athleticism is scary. Strong continues to be arguably the most underrated in-ring talent on the roster. They exchanged big moves for a short while, and Strong's backbreaker variations were notable. They teased a few spots on the apron, but brought things back in the ring, then out again. And while Bait was on the apron, Strong landed a high drop kick, thus eliminating the recently and hilarious named Big Strong Boy.
0: Yeah, this show was just two battle rules with one that was pretty awful and one that was less bad. Strong and Bates' last few minutes were really good, and the crowd responded especially to the final felt Sing, Riddle, Bait and Strong.
1: The production quality was annoying at points and made the show difficult to take seriously, particularly with regard to the announced team often being drowned out by the ring music or the crowd, and with the... De- directorial choices a production team made like the zooming in and out of the evening work.
0: Yeah, so I think I'm going to give the uh, women's battle roll like a three and the men's battle a three and a half as well just to end the scores there. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. So what was your match of Wells Collide there? I would have
1: to give it to Bate versus Kendrick. Mm Mm-hmm. What about yourself?
0: Uh, exactly the same. The scores are Bate versus Kendrick was the best match of the of the show. Kayleigh Ray versus Candice Ray was really good. I think the show three was the best one with the women involved. I think that was the best one. Uh, but there were a couple of good matches. But, of course, because we had the WNR podcast, we had to uh, watch it there. It was good. So, overall rating out of 10, Dan, would you give for this? Wells for the whole collide? thing. For the whole thing altogether, yeah?
1: I would give it an 8 because there wasn't, an actual awful match apart from Mike Canellis. He got minus five, I mean, you can't get worse than that. But each show had a good standout match apart from the battle royal, but you know,
0: the end of the men's battle royal was probably the better bit of that. Um but it'll up. Yeah, I think it did. I think it was alright. I think it was entertaining for the what the four out four hours and twenty minute run time that it was it wasn't too bad you know and I think there's a couple of matches that stand out there my only thing is I think they should have been sank on the line you know for the Battle Royals or for the, uh, the actual, you know, the winners of the match or have it a tournament style next time round as well. Would have made a little bit more sense. I'm going to give it seven and a half. It was enjoyable, but really you didn't miss anything not watching it, you know? Oh, I, no. I think there's a problem with that as well.
1: Aside from a couple of little storyline developments during yeah. the Battle Royals, there wasn't really anything to take home from that.
0: No, so I think that's it for Wells Collide. and I think that's it for this podcast extra. And I would say thank you, everybody, uh, for, for listening for throughout the past four years as we celebrate, hopefully, uh, well, another four years and beyond that as well. I but, think
1: I could put up for that much fucking longer.
0: Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see if you put up for me for our next podcast, which will be uh, WCW Slamboree 1999. But until <laughs> then, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at w Network Review or... At Vince McMahon, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. Across all the Google platforms, send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. com on Facebook...
1: Yes, Facebook, come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review Podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan.
0: We're the our podcast on Instagram. And, of course, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. We've got clips on there. Podcasts go up on YouTube and do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're Also, on Spreaker Radio, we've got our live shows, Stitcher Radio and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. Hang on, James. Don't forget our website that's
1: in development as well. That you're going to have done Summer uh, SummerSlam, I it believe. Is. We're at the wnrpodcast.com and we've got links to our YouTube channel, our Facebook profiles, our Instagram and our Twitter there.
0: Yes, so there is a lot of stuff there on that. So I have been James Rowlands and as always, bye. Dan White. Thanks for listening and bye. Bye.